You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hello, I'm Teresa McKee, your host for A Mindful Moment. Thank you for joining me as we explore ways to increase mindfulness in our day-to-day experiences. Mindfulness is presence, awareness. It's paying attention to what's happening within us and around us. Mindfulness increases our emotional, physical, and mental well-being. It can also enhance our focus and productivity, and there are many health benefits from practicing mindfulness and meditation, from lowering blood pressure to increased longevity. Perhaps most importantly in today's chaotic world, mindfulness strengthens our ability to be more compassionate to ourselves as well as others. I heard Tim Ferriss say that if information is not going to prompt you to take action, help you, or help someone else, it serves no purpose. If we applied that rule to what we intake from social media, television, radio, and podcasts, how much might we need to eliminate from our routines? We choose what information we intake, including unconsciously or mindlessly, Absorbing information that causes our moods to plummet, our view of life to grow negative, and our perspective on the world to be skewed to everything from bad to catastrophic. I don't typically like or use the word diet. The Oxford Dictionary describes diet as the kinds of food that a person, animal, or community habitually eats, or as a special course of food to which one restricts oneself either to lose weight or for medical reasons. While I'm fine with the first definition, most people use the word diet pertaining to the second definition, and in my experience, anything that restricts or causes us to lose something is not a positive experience. I am open to making an exception to my philosophy on dieting, however, when it comes to information. There's just way too much of it bombarding us every day and, unfortunately, Most of it is not factual, but either biased, opinionated, or it's downright misinformation. Despite that, millions of us spend countless hours watching our devices and allowing the apps to influence us as to not only what to read or watch, but allowing the devices to automatically load the next video, article, or social media post that it wants us to consume. I addressed this topic last year during the height of both the pandemic and the political upheaval occurring here in the States, but the same problems arise even when there are not life-altering circumstances threatening us. 
Consuming too much information is not that different than consuming too much food, especially when we do it mindlessly. Consider the documentary from almost 20 years ago, Supersize Me. Eating one McDonald's hamburger probably isn't going to impact our health, but eating nothing but McDonald's for a month resulted in serious health implications for Morgan Spurlock, the documentary's director and star. Think of your favorite snack, that delectable sweet or salty item that brings you comfort when stressed or that you periodically crave to the point of distraction. If you choose to have it periodically, not much damage done. But if you mindlessly consume it 10 hours a day, well, you've probably got a problem. Can you imagine eating Cheetos or Snickers or French fries nonstop for 10 hours a day? Probably not, because you wouldn't make that choice, knowing that it would be terrible for you. But we actually do this with information. We constantly stream apps or stay plugged into social media 10 hours or more a day, allowing a constant information dump into our brains, without discerning whether it's healthy for us or not. That's mindless behavior that is impacting our mental health. Then there's the doom scrolling, a compulsive behavior of trawling through feeds without pause, no matter how bad the news is, or how many trolls are negatively commenting on the feeds. There are multiple reasons why the urge to read may be so strong, including the feeling of safety and knowledge, especially during challenging times, the design of social media platforms that constantly refresh and boost the loudest voices, and, of course, our human fascination with tragedy and gore, like how we can't look away when we see a car accident. Although we intuitively know that doom-scrolling makes us feel terrible, and studies verify this, linking both anxiety and depression to increased time on smartphones, it also feels somewhat soothing. According to Dean McKay, a Fordham University psychology professor who specializes in compulsive behavior and anxiety disorders, the precursor to going online was that people would watch the 11 o'clock news, which was terrifying. That terror, when witnessed from the comfort of the viewer's home, however, had a potentially calming effect. McKay describes the attitude as people acknowledging that things are pretty horrible, but I'm comfortable, so I'm going to be able to sleep well tonight knowing that I can feel good about my station in life. McKay suggests doom-scrolling could be a modern equivalent. But unlike the 11 o'clock news, it doesn't stop at a fixed hour. We get sucked into the never-ending news cycle about whatever horrible thing is occurring in the world because we think if we have more information about it, we're safer. Pamela Rutledge, director of the California-based Media Psychology Research Center, says that doom-scrolling really just describes the compulsive need to try and get answers when we're afraid, and that we're biologically driven to attend to that. Considering the experiences we've faced over the past 18 months, there's probably been a lot of doom-scrolling going on. While that may sound reasonable, most people scroll well past the point of ascertaining any valuable information. Psychologist Jade Wu describes that dwelling in a kind of endless feed can look a lot like generalized anxiety disorder, or GAD, GAD. She says GAD is basically a Twitter feed of worries in our heads. And since GAD is associated with problems like muscle tensions, fatigue, and depression, she thinks similar effects could happen to habitual doom scrollers. 
According to Wu, if you run every day, that's going to impact your muscles. If you doom scroll every day, that's going to impact your psychology and your brain. Maybe it's time to go on an information diet. The key is awareness or mindfulness. If we stick with the analogy of food, people on diets keep food logs, which are one of the biggest predictors of success for releasing weight because it makes us aware of our habits. The same could go for doom scrolling or just consuming too much negative news. Rutledge recommends keeping track of how much time you spend doing it to identify the negative tendency, then take steps to change it. Try setting a timer to stay alert as to how long you're spending on your devices. Establish a time in the evening when you turn off the devices for the day, and if needed, find an information overload partner so that you can support each other in reducing exposure. It's important to note that the latest studies show that we can't really break habits because they become permanently imprinted in our brains, but that we can replace them, which overlays that initial imprint. If that's the case, you could try hope scrolling or joy scrolling. Instead of mindlessly absorbing negative news, mindfully choose to spend time only viewing positive information. Studies show that scrolling through good news brings us joy and could help make us more aware of how our online behaviors affect our emotional states. I'm going to work on adopting Tim Ferriss's rule and start questioning what information I'm consuming. Is this information going to prompt me to take action, help me, or help someone else? If not, it serves no purpose, so I'll shut it down or seek more useful information. As with any change, the most successful strategy is to start small. Ease into replacing negative information with more positive feeds or news and slowly reduce the amount of time you spend on devices in general. In the end, you'll not only be more mindful, but your mental health will improve and that's probably something we could all benefit from. Until next time, we can live better lives and create a better world. All it takes to get started is a mindful moment. Meditation is the most effective technique to strengthen mindfulness. The key to experiencing the full benefits of this practice is to meditate every day, even if you start with just a few minutes and work your way up to 20 to 30 minutes per session over time. Consistency counts, and the benefits are cumulative. So be kind to yourself and meditate daily. Each time your mind wanders away from the breath, Simply return your focus to the breath. It is in this noticing that you're building your mindfulness skills. Your mind may wander a hundred times in just a couple of minutes, and that's normal. Each time you notice, that's mindfulness. Work to Live's Dynamic Coaching Certification Program is a self-paced online course series that strengthens emotional intelligence and mindfulness skills, along with relationship building, communication skills, time management, self-motivation, and more. Visit our website for an informational video on the program. You can also find resources for self and leadership development, as well as the latest books by authors we interview on this show. Go to worktoliveproductions.com slash book club to start shifting your quality of life today. 
and be sure to visit our YouTube channel at Work to Live, where you'll find videos of our interviews, animated shorts on daily living and working, guided meditations, and more. Please subscribe to A Mindful Moment with Teresa McKee wherever you get your favorite podcasts and rate this podcast so that others can find us. Follow us on social media at Work to Live. A Mindful Moment is written by Teresa McKee. The English version is hosted by Teresa McKee and the Spanish version is translated and hosted by Paola Tile. Intro music, Retreat by Jason Farnham. Outro music, Morning Stroll by Josh Kirsch, Media Right Productions. Thank you for tuning in. This podcast is produced by Work to Live Productions.